I'm going to talk today about what I'm calling a wind shift. Something is happening in the spiritual realm that is just changing everything. And I think we need it. I think many of us got into a rut. Something is changing. It's a bit like when the direction of the wind changes and all of these um, wind turbines around the country begin to pick up wind and produce power so spiritually the Holy Spirit I'm convinced wants to do something new in Cork in Ireland and in your life and so what I'm gonna ask you to do just for the next 30 minutes is that if you could zoom out of your own personal life just zoom back from all of your challenges your hopes your dreams your issues and just see the bigger picture and then take what you see from the context that you're living your life and then apply it into your own personal situation. So you're able to do that, do you think? Yes. So I'm going to ask that we would pray as I begin the word. I'm going to ask you to stand if you're okay with that. If you can't stand, please remain seated. Could you put a hand on your head and another one on your heart? Go on, go on, go on. No one is looking, it's dark. Don't be, don't be shy. We pray, Lord, that our mind would be open to what you're saying through your word. Can you say amen? amen? And we pray that our heart, our emotions, would be in line with your heartbeat. And that we would hear what you want to say to us. And so, God, whatever's of me, let that be forgotten. But whatever is of you, let that register and take root in our souls. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's take our seats. Thank you, guys. So there's a wind shift. When we started this church 25 years ago, for the first two years, we were getting on fine. And then about, you know, we were okay. Two years into the church plant, something changed spiritually. It started physically, and then it began to cross over spiritually. One of the things that changed was when we used to reach out to people, the conversation and discussion was always about the Catholic faith and Christian churches like this. And so with everyone it was, you know, say the communion, uh, the Catholic church would believe that it's the real presence that Jesus is in the bread. And then we would believe it's a symbol and we're not you know, looking down on anyone. But, um, so we'd have a different angle on it and we believe it's just to remember. But anyway, that's what the discussion was about. And then about 23 years ago, that debate stopped and no one was asking questions like that really anymore. And it was all, is there a God? Something shifted. We went from being one of the most religious societies in Europe to know we're probably one of the most secular. And a shift started. And we began to see, as we interact with family, with workmates, with neighbors, that the same argument isn't the same argument and that the questions were different. We also noticed about two years into the church starting, that we began to get an influx of people from all over the world. Up to then, we were 100% white Irish. Everyone had freckles. <laughs> yeah. 
And then Hallelujah became even better, more interesting, because we had people come from all over the world. We had African and Filipino and German, and we had South African, people from everywhere. And so the whole thing changed, and then something spiritual changed. And then we began to see massive growth. Every week, people coming to faith, like today, like most, we had more people give their lives to Jesus at the early service. Would anyone say hallelujah? hallelujah. And, and, and we began to see a big change. And so that was a big shift. And there's always seasons in your life and my life. But every now and again, there's a wind shift. And that's what I think is happening in Ireland. Um, here's the map on the screen. It's a weather map. And last, the last few weeks, we had heat waves here. And... Last Sunday, it was 28, 29 degrees here in the city, and I'll never forget it. We had a visiting speaker here, and in between the two services, even though we had the air conditioning on fully, he was so wet after the first service, he had to change his top. And, and so he changed. He had one top for the first service and one for the second. I'm a Christian 42 years. I've been involved in churches all that time. I've never seen that happen before. There's something changing even physically in the climate. Whatever you think is causing it, I have no idea. I don't follow that. But I do know the climate is changing. I used to always cut my first cut of grass in middle of March. Now I'm doing it in, the, in February. And it, the cuts are later. I notice it as a gardener. The plants are different. So last Sunday, for example, was typical of the hot air. The wind was coming from the south. There was a south wind blowing. You felt it, if you were here, anywhere in Ireland. We felt the heat. And if you come from a warm country and some of you said, I feel right at home. <laughs> but we didn't. <laughs> we were melting, you know. Yeah. But the wind was coming from the south. When the wind comes from the west, it brings rain. From the north, it brings cold and so on. Just as that is true in the physical, it's true in the spiritual. If the spirit is moving in a different way, something is up. We read in Matthew 16, 3, Jesus said, you're able to interpret the weather, but can you interpret the times? The times is a word that basically means the zeitgeist or what's happening around you. And that primarily is spiritual. It's emotional, it's cultural, it's educational, but it, deep down it's spiritual. And so Jesus said, you can interpret the weather, but you can't interpret the times. It was a challenge. So, for example, when we have a whole load of dark clouds, what's going to happen? Rain. It's going to rain. It's a sign. You are interpreting the signs in your everyday life. If it's red in the morning, shepherd's warning. Red in the night, shepherd's delight. If the sky is red at night, you probably know it's going to be a lovely day tomorrow. We had a lot of red skies over the last few weeks in the evening. If that's true physically, I think it needs to be true spiritually as well. We know that uh, 1 Chronicles 12.32, the men of Issachar understood the times and knew what Israel should do. Uh, King David relied on the leaders of the tribe of Issachar to advise him. And why did he do that? 
because they understood what was happening. So, you see, it's very easy for you and me, in your personal life and my personal life, to just react to stuff happening. We kind of go through life like this, and then, oh, we get a bill we can't pay, uh, and then we go through life and someone says something that hurts us, uh, and then we go through and or we lose our job or the rent changes and we're just kind of reacting. And you know what? That's not the way God wants you to live. God wants to make you higher, stronger. Instead of reacting, we respond. Huge difference. Massive. God wants us to see the bigger picture. And that's not always easy. And to do that, you and I have to understand the times that you are now living in here. Whether you were born here or you moved here from overseas, something is changing in Ireland. And it's not just me saying it. I'm hearing it all over the country. In churches and house groups and fellowships, people are saying the Holy Spirit is doing something new. If we understand time, the New Testament was written in Greek, Kononia Greek or Old Greek. And clock time, there are two words for time, is chronos. It's where we get the word chronicle from, or chronology. And clock time is linear time, like we all understand it. But the Bible uses another word occasionally for time, and that is kairos. And kairos is sometimes known as deep time. My good friend Andy McCourt, former pastor of CFC Belfast, now in California, in a massive church there, but he would often describe God moments. It would happen in church when the believers are gathered. I believe we had some today. It would happen in your own personal walk. You have a God moment. And God moment is another way of looking at it. I like what the Christian theologian Richard Rohr says. He describes a Kairos moment is when you stop and time stands still. And you say, oh my God, this is it. I get it, Lord. Somehow God connected with you. And you weren't going 10, 11, 12, 13. It's like time stops still. Can I ask, as a, and this isn't a test, did anyone here ever have a moment like that? If you had, would you put up your hand? You had a Kairos moment. Okay, loads of hands going up. Praise God. Don't feel embarrassed if you didn't, because I promise you, you will. Hallelujah. God, God wants us all to have these. So here we see time is linked in with weather in the Bible. Now, the theological term is anthropomorphism. And that basically means a metaphor, a symbol. And God uses a word. So Jesus said, for example, I am the way, I am the door, I am the gate, I am the path. He wasn't a physical gate or door. It was an anthropomorphic use of the word. It was a symbol to help us as human beings understand what he's like. And weather and time are inextricably linked in the Bible to help us understand what the Spirit is doing among us. This is what God has been speaking to me through for quite a while. Isaiah 43, 18 to 21. Do you not believe it? Can you not perceive it? I am doing a new thing. I'm making a way through the desert. Streams in the wasteland. What is your wasteland? What is your desert? 
Is it emotional? Is it relational? Is it your health? Is it financial? Is it spiritual? God is making a way. Streams in the wasteland to give drink to my chosen people. That's everyone who loves them. Those who I form for myself. That they may proclaim my praise. Right from the beginning, God said, Let us, the Godhead, make man in our image that we may have fellowship with him. You see, God is a relational God. He wants to connect with you. And how does he do that today? He does it through his Holy Spirit. The Bible becomes alive. It's not just dead theology. As we read the verses, the Holy Spirit speaks into your very life. Hallelujah. Not only that, as we pray, we sense him with us. We see him answering prayers. Can you perceive it? The word perception is so interesting. To perceive it is to have discernment. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. We read this in the scripture. Sometimes we really have to perceive. Instead of just reacting, we just say, God is giving me a Kairos moment. God is speaking through that closed door. God is speaking through that changed situation. Denise and I personally have been praying for a situation. I can't go into it, but we were praying for a situation for years. And it looked like nothing was happening. And truth be told, and I hope I always tell the truth, I kind of was still praying, but I kind of lost the passion for the prayer. And then... Literally in the last two months out of nowhere, three or four incredible miracles started happening. We're still praying. The situation has yet to fully change. But oh my goodness, I know God is at work. The wind has shifted in this situation. It really is like that warm south wind is blowing where all along it was a cold polar wind from the north. And we're beginning to see that change. And I'm, just, I'm not saying this just because this is my life. This is something I've been seeing in a very big situation and I hear again and again all over. Can you perceive that God wants to do something new in your life? He does. He wants to do something new in your marriage, new with your kids, new in your work. He wants to do something new in your spirituality. If you've never seen a miracle, perhaps we are now in a season where we will see even more miracles. Hallelujah. It's not just me. There's a lot of people in the church have seen this. And one of the people is Mechek Pirowarak. Would you put your hands together for Mechek? Mechek leads our Polish language congregation. <clears throat> and uh, Mechek and I have known each other for 17 years. Mechek's wife, Zosha, leads worship here. Um, and Mechek sometimes is the quiet guy. I promise you, it's the quiet guys you need to watch. <laughs> they tend to be very spiritual, and this is a spiritual man. And Mechek and I have been talking... Uh, quite a number of occasions and we've met up and we've just been reflecting on what God is doing and Machek, just so the guys here will get it 
God began to speak to you from Mark 12 about the parable of the vineyard. And while that's a spiritual parable about the owner changing the situation, but the tenants resisted the change by killing the servants and then killing the son. God began to speak to you about, I'm calling it grape expectations, but God began to speak to you about the physical and the spiritual. Tell us about Mark 12, what God said to you. So when I was praying one day, uh, I opened the Bible on Mark chapter 12, and as Tom said in that chapter, the owner of the vineyard is sending his son to the tenants, but they, they didn't respect the son, they didn't respect the owner, and they killed the son. And I believe that it's similar in the world today, that God was, was telling me that the world is not ready for what he had prepared for, for people. And people don't recognize who Jesus is. They don't recognize who God is. And they rejected him. And in some way, people are killing Jesus. Killing, killing, killing Father, killing Jesus. But this is similar as well in our Christian life. God, God, God showed me that we as well as Christians, we accept Jesus and salvation, and we accept him in many ways, but we also have, have areas of our life where we are rejecting him, or we don't, we simply don't recognize him. But God told me he's going to change it. He's going to change the climate. He's, he's coming with his Holy Spirit. He wants to pour out his Holy Spirit on both believers and unbelievers. He wants to change the hearts of the believers so that will accept, they will accept Jesus, they will accept salvation, and their life will be truly changed. But they will also want, God also wants to make a difference in our life as Christians. He is going to make a change, a shift in our life. So we'll experience Him through the Holy Spirit. We'll experience Him in different way than, than ever before. And that change will be visible in our lives, and that change will be visible for others, and will bring more change. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And, um, the guys here, the guys of the Polish congregation in the church, um, they're planning a conference for Polish Christians all over Ireland, and you're working with a, a very similar church that we're very friendly with in Dublin, St. Mark's, and then their Polish language church, Rescue Church. So the guys were down, and all of you met together. Uh, you live in Carrytool, yes. and you met in a local garden centre, Cafe. That was Ballyseedy, wasn't it? What, what? They do lovely lunches <laughs> in Ballyseedy. Uh, so you met there, and you had a Kairos moment there. Tell us about it. So around that time, God was speaking to me for the picture of Vineyard. <laughs> And uh, he told me that, that you know, for the vineyards that appeared here in Ireland, the climate had to change, and it changed. But God has started to, to change the climate spiritually as well. So it, it will be possible to grow, to see the fruits. And God is, call, call, God is rising the army of the vineyards, vineyard workers who will know the owner and who will know the son and who will know exactly what to do and they will follow the son and follow, follow the owner of the vineyard and, and we will all see the fruits. So I shared that picture, I, I, that, that vision I got, I shared that with Pastor Lukasz and Pastor Evelina from Rescue Church from Dublin and God spoke to us to, 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 to make an event for Polish community in Ireland. It would be a worship event focused on sharing gospel and encouraging people to, to just to have close personal relationship with God. 
So we, when we've met in Karik to, to pray about that and to, to, to plan that event, we went for the coffee to Bali City and we were, uh, we, were walking, we were walking around. And then we saw this on the picture, we saw the bunch of graves on the vine. And as Tom said, I'm here in Ireland for 17 years and that's first time ever when I see, when I've seen the, uh, the bunch of graves, the real bunch of graves on the real vine. And I believe God wanted to confirm that he has already started a shift. Mm -hmm. He has already started a change in Ireland. And we all will see the fruits. Amen. That, that's so interesting because um, you don't think of Ireland as a place where you have vineyards, but they're springing up all over. And the reason Bally Seedy, a very successful business, is selling grapevines is that now it's possible to grow grapevines in Ireland because the climate is shifting. You were sharing with me, Machek, something simple but I think profound and I hadn't even thought about it. You were saying in order to have a vineyard in Ireland, you actually have to import the seedling. Tell us about that. So yes, to, so for the vineyard to, to appear in Ireland, a few things had to be done. So first thing, as, as I already said, the change of climate. So God told us that he is changing the climate spiritually, so it will be possible to see the fruits. He, uh, the second thing is the brave people, the, the brave uh, workers on the, of the vineyard who, who will know the owner, who will know the son, who will do the brave things, the things that nobody done before. And God himself, through his Holy Spirit, will be guiding those people, will be guiding us for that work to see the fruits again. And for the, any plant to grow and to see the fruits, we need rain, we need water. And God told me that he is pouring, he, he's going, and he's already doing that. He's going to pour out the rain, pour out his Holy Spirit again on us, so we will experience him in a new way, in different way, and then the way we need to experience him, him in these times we live in. And the, the last thing, as Tom said, for the first vineyards to appear here in Ireland, somebody had to brought the seedlings of the vine from abroad. And God spoke to me that he's planting here people from all, of the, all over the world for the reason. And I'm here in Ireland for, for 17 years. I'm here in Grace for 17 years. And I feel, feel extremely blessed by pastors, by people, uh, by the church. But God told me it's not only about taking, it's also about giving. And he planted all the non-Irish people here in Ireland, here in Cork, and here in Grace for a reason. We are here for the reason. And he told me that also the Irish people are here for the reason. And he put us together. So together we are going to follow his plans, follow what he has for us, and together we are going to see the fruits. Yeah. Hallelujah! Praise God! I want all of the imported seedlings, to use Machek's phrase, to hear this. Could all of the Irish people say amen to this phrase if you agree with it? We welcome those who've come here from all over the world. Would the local people give a big loud amen? amen. Hallelujah! Praise God. You're an imported seedling. Praise God. And that's why we're having vineyards all over Ireland. Finally, what's your hope for the future? You've got a son, Timmy, a daughter, Maya. What do you hope they're going to see? Let's say 20 years' time. 21st of August, the year 2042. 
what you hope to see for your children in the light of this. Yes, uh, God is not changing. He's always the same. So he's always love. He's always father. He's always holy. He's always justice. He's king of the kings and he's lord of the lords. But the way he's working is changing. So he's working differently with different people. He's working differently with different situations. He's working differently with different times. And he's working differently with different generations. And I believe that God has his unique plan to every one of us. And he has his unique plan to every generation. And the part of that change, the, 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 the climate change, spiritual climate change, is also the change where God wants to pour out, as I said before, pour out his Holy Spirit. But he wants us to experience him more, to get to know him through experience more. And in the first John chapter 4, verse 16, I'll just read this. It says, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And those words we have known from Greek, they mean that to get to know through the experience, get to know somebody through the experience. It's, it doesn't mean to learn about somebody or something. It doesn't mean to read. It doesn't mean to hurt about somebody, but it means to get to know through the experience. And I believe that a huge part of that change that God wants us to experience him, not only once, but he wants us to have that Kairos moments often, very often, on the daily basis. He wants us to stay connected to, to him. And this, this is part of the change. And it's extremely important to read Bible. It's extremely important to uh, share testimonies, to, to learn about God in different ways. But he wants us to have the personal relation, relationship, intimate relationship with him. And he's going to make a change in us. And through us, I believe that he's going to initiate a change in the next generation as well. And one thing I love about the Grace Church is that Grace Church invests in people in, in, in Grace, invests in the next generation. So we have tribe, we have, we have kids' church, we have kids' camps, young adults. So we invest in the next generation. But to invest in the next generation, we have to invest in our personal relationship with God. So God, once again, wants us to experience Him, to stay connected to His love, to make that love and living word make a work in us, and just to change people around us, change the next generation. And I believe that is happening already, but we'll see even more of that change in the next generation. And I believe that God wants to raise a generation of people of unshakable faith based on, on the personal relationship with God and Holy Spirit. Yeah. And to answer your question fully, uh, it's really hard for me to, to think what will be in, in, in 20 years, but God keeps, keeps telling me recently when I think about the future, about coming days, months, and years as well, that we should expect what's unexpected. Yeah. That God will be doing unexpected things for us in the church but those things will be amazing and will be changing us personally, will be changing this church, it will be changing the community we live in. Well, I'll tell you something, Czech, I'll never go to a cafe or a garden center again and just drink my coffee. I'm going to be looking for God to do Kairos moments. Give the man a round of applause. Thank you. Praise God.
Like, that's part of it. When you go to a cafe, when you go to work, have your eyes open, have your spiritual satellite dish pointed to what God might want to say to you. And you might think this is airy-fairy. I promise you this. We had children running around here at the last service. And the doctor said to the mother and father, you will never have children. The doctor said no, but God said yes. And there are so many kids in this church, and the doctor said no, and God said yes. There are people who should be dead, and you're here today because God touched you, and God healed you. There are people here who thought they would commit suicide, or they would be forever addicted, but God set you free. This is not airy-fairy, this is life-changing. And I see people here whose grandparents first were changed and the grandparents who were in debt because of gambling and addictions and they were in a poverty trap you look at the next generation they're way better and you look at the generation after that there's almost no comparison Jesus changes lives and he changes lives by his Holy Spirit moving so this ain't airy-fairy this is real let me conclude by just sharing a couple of other verses numbers 11:31. a wind went out from the lord we read in the old testament it drove quail that's like a seabird in from the sea all the ways to the israelites in the desert so that they all had meat to eat so here we see a physical wind with a spiritual purpose new testament is the same suddenly the sound of a mighty wind from heaven blew in the upper room and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoken new tongues so physical spiritual you can see this pattern in the Bible physically your summer here is getting warmer physically the south wind is blowing more here physically vineyards are starting all over Ireland well is it any surprise that 2,000 years ago the Bible told us it's the physical that comes first and after that the spiritual happens the physical is prophetic the physical is anthropomorphic it's God speaking to us through something we can grasp so that we get the real important message the spiritual message and this is what it's saying as I come towards a conclusion I think I have the wrong scripture here but anyway God made this should be from Romans God made the earth the sky everything his divine fingerprint is evident in nature therefore people are without excuse for not knowing God if you are not born again if you don't know Jesus in that intimate way can I challenge you it's no good on that great and terrible day when we'll all stand before the Lord and he will look at those who are born again whatever church they're in and he will see the blood covering us hallelujah and we will be in heaven forever but if we're not covered by the blood if we say I never knew you Lord how could I know you you're without excuse you're without excuse all you got to do is look at nature how can you not see there is a God through nature? So today, we're going to give you the opportunity in just a moment for you to make your peace with God and to be right with Him. And on the 21st of August, in the year of our Lord, 2022, 
that you would start your journey where you too will have Kairos moments and the Holy Spirit wind will blow through you. This final verse is what I often share uh, at New Year's, but I feel and I know God wants me to share it today. Leaving the past behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal, to the upward calling of God. It's time to leave the past behind, whatever good or bad things there. But God is doing something new. And he is challenging all of us to open our hearts and minds to embrace that. So as we begin to zoom back into our personal situation, we're also going to allow the opportunity for everyone here to pray. God, keep my heart open. Keep my mind open. That I would embrace the new thing. That the south wind would impact me in my life. And that my family and the generations to come after me would be changed forever because I was open to what God is doing. Would you